All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I am beyond excited for this episode. My longtime friend, she was actually one of my first clients in health and wellness back in, oh my God, back in like 2011, I think. That's 2009. Oh my God. (laughs) That's how long it's been. She is coming here to talk all things money. She is also a very successful coach in her field. And I wanted her to come here and really talk about the truth behind the scenes of what it takes to claim it, to own it, to be in that feminine flow. And that's exactly what JJ is all about. So, all right, girl, introduce yourself. Tell everyone a little about you. So I started as a health coach in 2012 and the main thing that's coming up right now. So starting as a health coach, did that for seven years full time and then realized that what was happening to all the women when they were losing weight was they were activating their gifts. They would lose a weight and then they'd be like, well, tell me a little bit about your business. How did you get started? And then I found myself lighting up to that and I was like, Ooh, I want to talk about business and I want to talk about what happens when you remove that invisible cloak of who you think you have to be. And they started businesses after they would lose that weight. And I was like, okay, I want to talk more about business. So then it it turned into, I led this retreat called Activate Your Gifts in 2019. And the name felt like a full body, like I was showering and I had been like, what is the name of this retreat? And then it was like, Phew! like full body, activate your gifts. And I was like, oh my God, I know exactly what that is. And within 14 days, 20 women enrolled for that retreat. Wow. And so I was like, okay, so this is a new evolution. This is a new stage. And what happened at that retreat, only those women are going to remember and they're going to know. But it was like, I saw them energetically leaving their old identities behind and becoming something that they had been wanting to become, but they finally gave themselves permission to. And after that retreat, I was like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do full time. I'm going to activate gifts. I'm going to, and then what that turned into was women shedding the shoulds. Mm. Like I should do this. I should do that. Well, they told me I'm really good at this. And so when we got on sessions, I was like, I don't want to hear anything about what you think you're good at. I want to hear, you know, what is beneath the surface? What is like the thing you don't really tell anybody? What have you gone through? So hearing these life stories turned into what their true gifts were. And sometimes it would take 60 minutes to figure out what it was. Sometimes it would take three months, six months. 
before we really nailed like, oh, that's a thing. You're good at a lot of things, but that's the one. And then when we started doing that, I would watch someone making like 10,000 bucks a month within six months, start making $50,000 a month. And that happened to my income as well, where I went from six figures as a health coach into multi six figures as a gift activation coach, like, and continuing to double my income. It seemed like it was like a really natural evolution also with, because everybody, it doesn't just happen where you skyrocket. There were at three month increments where I would go through a total identity crisis. Mm. Right? Like, what is this? Who am I? And I, I had to ask myself, like we were talking about, I had to ask myself, am I doing this for me? Am I like posting stuff about money because that's important to me? Or am I doing it because I want to appear a certain way? So I had like a total identity shift. And then I realized that what I love the most is how to help women step into the energy of wealth. Mm-hmm. And by doing the energetics and the spirituality and the scripting and the visualization and the meditation and slow motion, feminine flow, it felt like, like superwoman's cape showed up and like that ironclad overcompensation in the masculine energy, because we had to, at some point that could fall away and we could fully step into, wait, you can make so much money in a feminine way, in a way where you are taking time off, in a way where you're allowing the ideas to come in, in a way where you can connect to a higher purpose and hear the messages and it's fully for you. And you can kind of let the other things exactly. I mean, I, you and I were talking about stepping into your gifts even before we were recording. And we're talking about, you know, how often we don't listen to our intuition. So it's like, you can't step into your gifts if you don't listen to your intuition. What does that look like when you're teaching somebody how to step into their intuition? What are some of the initial steps that you feel are really important for that person to be able to activate those gifts? Yeah. So when they're talking, I I really like to hear what people are saying. Like I tune into frequency and the tone of their voice and the way that their body is. And I watch them when they talk about, well, I'm really good at this and I'm really good at this. And I'm like, there's nothing to it. There's no energy to it. But when they go, but what I really love and I'm like, Ooh, and then I go, tell me more about that. And then it's like, we can zone in so fast. And they're like, I can just do that though. Like that's, I'm like, yes, we only want you to do that. We don't want you to do any of the other stuff because that is what gives you mediocre results is the things you've learned along the way that you're good at, that you can teach, but you can't really talk about it with energy. So the first thing is when you're talking about something, notice your energy. Is it something where you're using a voice that goes like this and, ah, well, I could do that. I could do, or is it like you're so lit up and you start using facial expressions and tone inflections So notice the tone of your voice when you're talking about something. Could you like, it's one of those things where you could talk about forever. Someone says like, oh, well, what do you think about? You're like, ooh, and you're kind of freaked out for the person because they're about to get everything you have ever thought about. (laughs) 
You're like, oh man, this is going to be an overflow. And at that point, I would say to not do that to them, but to write it down because you might have like a guide come out. You might have an e-guide come out. You might have a book come out. You might have to get on a video and record a video, but like whatever keeps coming back to you, whatever you have kind of veered away from, or I bet you kind of feel like sometimes it's a full circle moment. When you come back to it, you're like, oh yeah, I love this because I've always loved this. And I got away from it because I was listening to everybody else. But what it comes down to is this thing that I've been doing my entire life. And when someone is confident and they're certain and they're in that full alignment, then wealth is easy. Money is so weird to me. Like I was just talking about this with Alex. We were saying how... I go, it's so weird. Like someone just comes up with a number and they're like, this is how much it is. And then you pay how much it is. And then you can, you can receive a payment for this amount and you get a bill for this amount. And then you get into overflow and then you're uncomfortable with overflow. So then you get rid of the money. And then you're like, how am I stuck in the same position? And then you get into overflow again. And then it's so internal what happens in your bank account. Do you think for that coach... I mean, you talked about so many things. I think mm-hmm. what comes up for me is that coach who says, oh, I was told to do this niche, but this isn't really in alignment with me. And so I want to do this niche. And I right away say, oh my God, that's so exciting that yeah. you have a niche that's in alignment. Like that person comes up. And I think for anybody who is listening is really going to resonate and give themselves permission to actually do what they really want to do with that confidence. Yes. I also think about the money and the energetic flow. Mm -hmm. What about that person who has like their own old money story that's Mm -hmm. stopping that flow? What are some suggestions that you can give to that? Because I think when I think about undercharging and I think about fear of success, fear of charging, fear of making that money, that's kind of what you just talked about. It's like you have the overflow of money and then you can actually like stop that from happening. Yeah, you can. Uh-huh. Can we talk about that a little? Like where does that person who has that old story with money, where do they start? And then what can be some suggestions for that person? It's actually stopping that money flow. Oh yeah. Well, the first thing I can think about is during the pandemic, I had come into this full alignment. I was teaching on frequency, ascending to your next frequency, dark night of the soul. I was going through it. I was helping people through it and money was pouring it. And to me, it started feeling like pressure. The more money I made, the more heavy it got on my shoulders. And I can identify with that 100%. Yes. And it felt like I was caving in and I started having like major anxiety, major panic attacks. I was like, this is not what I want it to feel like. And I actually stopped the money flow. I had people who wanted to join this mastermind. And I was like, no, no more. Like, this is it. I've hit that level. And that was my first $50,000 month. And I was so freaked out by it. I was like, these people are going to make me feel like I, I owe, like their success is like all on me. And it's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. And then after that month, I think right after that month is when my income kind of went down because I freaked myself out. And it took a couple months to start to come back up and be like, you have to remember 
that they're investing in themselves and you're a guide along the way and you're going to help them as much as you can, but their success is not dependent on you. And just like when I invest in a mentor, I'm not investing saying, oh, I'm putting this money on them and it's up to them for my success. My success is always on me. And if that's like something that people want to adopt, your success is dependent upon you and starting wherever you are is fantastic. You're not behind. You got to start where you're at. And the first thing I would do is what is your money story? Maybe writing it out, write out your money story from the first thing you remember your parents saying about money and at what age, what were the things? And then look at how you grew up and be like, whoa, I didn't realize that that was something my dad said that one time that stuck in my head. And that's been on a loop for the last 20 years. And then you got to go, is that even my belief? Because thoughts, beliefs are just thoughts you think so often, and then they become embedded and they become encoded. And then you got to clear them up. So you got to look at your money story. You got to look at your relationship with money. Like, what is it? Are you someone who looks for the best deals? And then are you someone who's also asking potential clients to invest at a high price, but you're still looking for deals? So there's a misalignment there. Right. I, I fully believe you have to be a mirror. Like if you're talking about investing, you got to be investing in yourself. If you're talking about getting a lot of clients and like, say you run a detox and 20 people sign up at 97 bucks. And so what is that? 97 times 20. 2000 and change, right? Yeah. So like, say that's 2000, that might feel like at the beginning of my career, that would have felt like a lot of money that to like even 150 bucks for an hour felt like, yeah, like I, I put my shirt over my, <laughs> I was like, and I remember even when I started charging premium prices, my dad or my mom said, I think it was my dad who said, he was like, kind of gave me that feeling like you're charging too much. Right. And that got in my head and I'm like, but then I had to separate myself and stay in my lane, put my blinders on and go, okay, I appreciate you dad. And you, he is a negotiating like King, but also not in the coaching industry and really like an engineer, different mind. And so I had to separate myself and say, what do I believe? What feels good to charge in this moment? And then that gets to evolve over time. And also what's going to take me to my edge? Like I got to go a little bit past comfort zone so I can feel what it feels like to make that kind of money. And then I'm like, whoa. And then I can think about how that feels, get used to that, and then go to that next level again. That makes complete sense. I mean, I love that you talked about really not listening and we love you dad (laughs) but not listening not listening to kind of that old money story and really tapping into your own what Mm. about for that person that is consistently undercharging Mm, i I know people like that and what do you think it comes from i think it's so embedded i think it's so generational i think it's this wounded healer that wants to continually overgive to the point of detriment to their health. Because I know people like that. And I'm like, I don't like, and and it's also kind of, it's kind of disempowering the person 
it's not kind of, it is disempowering the person who constantly thinks and asks for a discount instead of empowering them. Like I had just someone recently say, I really want to join that program, but I don't have the funds right now. And instead of being like, Oh, someday I wrote back because I said, what would be the most empowering thing I could say back to her? So I said, you are so resourceful. I know you'll find a made a, a way to make it work. Right. And I was like, that felt so much better to me because that also empowered her. So if I believe that money story that she had, I probably would have said something like, well, maybe I can offer you like a discount or a saving. Right. That would be disempowering to her because then she could stay in that money story. And that would also be at a detriment to what I considered to be a price when I posted it. Let's talk about that feminine piece, because I know you and I come from adrenal burnout. We come from stress, overdoing, overworking, and you really have embraced stepping into this feminine flow so that you're not in that masculine energy of doing. Talk to me about how money and wealth alignment falls hand in hand with the feminine flow. So what masculine does is it's a little bit more pressure filled and it's like, go, go, go. And this can only happen if I do this. It's like action and then you receive. And what feminine flow is, is inviting. It's inviting. It's natural magnetism. It's natural activation. It's natural attraction. It's a slow to flow. It just feels good. And that, I think that there is also a misconception with feminine means you don't do anything. And that's not it. Like, it's not you meditate and you journal your way to wealth. It's you, you become very, you have this attractive energy internally. And that's what invites clients in. And what I see people get wrong is they say, what strategy is going to attract more sales? What could I be doing? And it's like, The question you should be asking is, how do I become more attractive? You go back in and you go, how do I get in more alignment with myself? And when I get in more alignment with myself, I can hear what is meant just for me. And then that can be output to my audience who will naturally be activated by my energy instead of me thinking it's the next thing, the next strategy, because that is a recipe for like just major sickness. You and I were talking before we started recording about how we both built our business. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's ass backwards, but it really wasn't. It was really through intuition that every, every download, every message, everything that I needed to create just got created. And I still do it to that. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that I don't know when I need to do promos and when I need show up. I mean, that comes from intuitively knowing what you need to create and then creating a strategy around that. But what I'm hearing from you is there is not really this strategy, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes. And it's more like you get these messages for exactly when you need to show up and that's what you're outpouring. Exactly. It's It's allowing yourself to be led where you want to go and then easily receiving these messages that you so resonate with and then you output them 
And other people are like, thank you for putting this out. This feels so, you want your audience to Because it's in alignment. It's coming from your heart. I think that's the thing that, that when we talk strategies, there can still be a heart-based strategy. Yes. Yeah. And I love that you just said that. I love that because what it comes down to is if your heart isn't connected to it, mm-hmm. then your, your intention behind your offers comes down to money. And money is the byproduct of the heart-led strategy. It is. It's just a, and that's why I think money is so fun. It's neutral. It just, it comes so quickly when you are in full alignment. And when I think about that coach who's undercharging, because what did you call that coach who is the broken, broken? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I don't remember. (laughs) It's the coach who is so broken in their own health. Oh, the wounded healer. Wounded healer. That was so when you were talking about the wounded healer, I thought, you know, what's crazy is that wounded healer, if they just stepped into like heart-based marketing and really thought about that, they would be showing up, sharing their story, sharing the trials and tribulations, sharing without fear and really attracting their ideal client and then charging more. If they really just said, I'm going to put that wounded child to the side. Oh, you know what? Also this, okay. This all came into like, I've been hearing it for so long, but this year is when it really came in. It's like, there's no waiting to step into who you want to be. You decide. And when I've had clients, they're like, what do you mean you decide? I'm like, you literally just decide. You declare it. You declare, you decide this is who I am. This is how I'm going to be. And when you were talking about the wounded healer, she just has to decide. She just has to decide. And I think so much of that becomes a victim place that we act from. Because I think it's really easy to show up and be sick. Because as we were talking about, both you and I have gone through our own healing journey, yours with mold and mine with adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I know when you're in that beginning part of being really sick, there is that victim part. Like, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening? But when you turn that, to be like, this happened for me to be in purpose. Oh, yeah. Like in my exact zone, which I need to be teaching on, I need to be helping people go to that next place. When I think about that coach who's undercharging, lack of confidence, can't put a program together, like can't get their feet off the ground. It's so much. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't, and and that's, I, so I get it because I was that, I mean, that's where like eating disorders come from. And I had one for, yeah, (laughs) right. Like I get it. And, and it, it like, Oh God, there's so many things that go into you not launching is a procrastination technique due to perfectionism, which can never be attained. And so I just always say, do it messy. Like do it imperfect. None of the guides I create are like, like I do full body download into a Microsoft Word. I send it to Fiverr. It's 50 bucks. They finish it in three days. They give it back. I go, cool. Can you change this? They change it. Boom. I don't even read it again. I don't edit it. It all. And I know there's spelling errors. I know that things could be better, but I'm more concerned about getting it out than it being perfect. I gain the message out. That's and it. I think I think one of the things when I look back at you, though, I don't think that you ever haltered. 
I think, I don't think that you ever got fully stuck. You may have felt the perfectionism, but successful coaches move through that. Yes. You have to, you have to move through it. And I think what you're really talking about is the programs that you've developed these days are about helping people go through and get into that messy place in total alignment. Absolutely. And also it's okay. Like you're going to go through identity crises. That's what we do. Like it seems like it happens every three or four years where you're wondering, am I doing the right thing? Is this speaking to my audience? But more importantly, is this speaking to myself? Yeah. Like that's the most important. And you start to look at, say I died tomorrow. Am I talking about the things I really want to talk about? Like, is this the legacy I want people to remember me for? And so you have to, I think that this helps a lot because I was thinking about people who stay in the same place or make the same decisions and get stuck in these habits. It's because they're not future visualizers as much. And it's what happened with my weight loss clients. I'd be like, think about how you want to feel after you eat something instead of the thing in front of you right now. If you eat that thing, how will you feel in three hours? So it's same thing for coaches. Like, how is this habit setting you up for three hours from now, from three months from now? Like, if you have that future visioning knocked down, you will get rid of 90% of the habits that stall you. And Mm -hmm. if you, yeah, if you look at like, I want to be a successful multi-six, multi-seven, six figure, like whatever your goal is. If you can look at what you're doing daily and take ownership and accountability of it and be like, these are the things that slow me down and I'm doing them, I'm creating them and then deciding I'm not going to do that anymore. It's time for me to step into that bigger vision I have for myself and I'm going to do it by taking these actions, like small actions too. Well, I love that because when I think about the things that I want to accomplish, it's like, I can't just sit there and do the same thing. It's like- to sit there and say, you have to think about yourself and the future self actually doing them. And then like reverse engineer into what those habits, just as you said, each day, they're going to get you to take those action steps to be that future self. Exactly. And try, that's where the perfectionist is like, okay, well now I have to do 20 minutes of meditation, 60 minutes of walking and eat only whole foods all the time, hundred percent. And that's not it. It's five minutes meditation, 20 minute walk outside. Like don't get on your phone. First thing is your cortisol high in the morning. Is your heart racing? If it is, there's things you can do. You, you, you can start meditating. You can do breath work. You can put your legs on the couch. Like these things take five minutes. And you know, it's like that saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, which is always really gross to me. I don't get why anyone's eating the elephant. Like, can we come (laughs) up with what is a new phrase. How do you get anything done? Whatever. But it can be so simple. I love that. It can be so simple. And I think also, as you said, that part that was really powerful is owning it and just deciding, like we were talking about that wounded healer. I think for each one of us, we have to just decide what we want to be. We're going into like a new year, but we're also, as you said, we're always going into those different evolutions. And I love how you really touched on that because I think for me, as we were talking about before we started recording, you kind of go through these ebb and flows in your business, but nobody talks about them. Nobody Mm -hmm. talks about those like 
times where you drop to your knees and you're like, please just take away this fear or help me be in alignment because I don't feel anymore. And for you to just share so openly and eloquently, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? I love, you have to, guys, you have to, I'm just going to say this, follow her on Instagram. Because (laughs) just as you see, she's so authentic and just eloquent here. You're going to see that same vibe there. So tell them where they can find you. I show up mostly on Instagram. It's jj.muenz. And my website, jmens.com. I like to keep things simple. So it's all. All right, guys, you know who you need to follow this lady. Make sure that you just gobble up her information. She's got really great tips for health coaches. And if you're feeling out of alignment, you definitely need to work with her because the last thing you want to do is continue that same roller coaster of not showing up. If you do show up, just do it messy, do it imperfect. And I think that's what we both said to you. So go and be your magical self. All right, Jay, thanks so much for being here. Bye guys. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your views help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.